dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce. We just had a massive round seven in the AFL, ready for round eight, but the people of Tasmania, we've got a big following down there, Sauce, they're ready for 2028 when uh, Tasmanian become the 19th AFL side. Yeah, Pez, when uh, Jack Rewalt, age 39, number one recruit. You heard it here first at the Behind the Boundary Podcast. That's, no, you didn't. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Number one, number one pick. Number one recruit, no. Number one recruit. Him, um, and, him and his son playing. I don't know if he has a son or not, but father, son. Well, you probably should have checked that. that. Yeah. Rewalt's got a couple of sons, though, and um, the new father-son rule for Tasmania uh, seems like it might be pretty good for them. Everyone's saying that, but it, it makes no sense. So for anyone who doesn't know, 100 games uh, entitles you to father-son, and if you are born, I guess, and you've grown up or you're associated with Tasmania, I think that's a bit of a reach, you will be qualified to, to play for the Tasmanian side as the father-son recruit, but I just don't see it. You know, you look at Jack Riott, he's got two uh, – sorry, um, Nick Riott, he's got two sons. They're not going to want to play for us. A side that his dad never played for, that they've never lived in the, the, the state, they're going to be playing for St Kilda. Oh, you wouldn't know. I do know. No, you don't. <laughs> They're more the Texans in Texas. <laughs> look, and it's hard to say because there's been some amazing father-son pickups and had to change the rules because the draft was just a little bit unfair with some of the what clubs do, getting... What do, what do you mean, Pez? I can exchange five second-round picks and then it equivalates to a number one pick and I can get uh, Will Ashcroft. That's that, that's a bargain. No, no, no. That, with that the, works out accurately. With the, with the new <laughs> thing, they, they're improving it every time. And uh, uh, with the father-son, you don't know if the kids are going to be any good, you know? Look, it's, it's pretty hard to break through and make it into the AFL with a 19th team and then maybe a 20th in years to come. It'll be a little bit easier, but... Uh, I, I do believe Tasmania deserved to have a side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think it should have happened before Gold Coast and GWS. And we, we've talked about this a couple of times, Pez. They're already an established market in Tasmania. They know they've got a, an absolute clear winner. And uh, the Gold Coast and the GWS Giants, it's one of those things that there wasn't a market there. If it fails, they always had Tasmania to, to, to fall back on. And at the moment, there's no uh, indication that either have failed, despite Gold Coast off uh, field, sorry, oh, their on field success not really being there, and GWS's uh, fan base not really being there. So they haven't failed yet, but they've always got the Tasmanian market to fall back on because we know that that will be successful. But they're trying to do equalisation in the competition, which was starting to work okay, but with 18 teams, it's really hard. And you nearly had two 100 point smashings on Saturday night where Carlton beat West Coast by 108 points. And then Melbourne towed up uh, North by 90 points when North kicked three of the last four. So uh, you watch there on Saturday night and then they announced Tasmania during the week and you're like, well, is there enough talent to go around to make every single team competitive how they want with the, with the draft system and concessions and everything that's happening? And possibly not, Pez, especially when, you know, those two games that you spoke about, we're not really talking about top versus bottom sides. We're talking about teams that are sitting, you know, Melbourne in the top four and Carlton are in the top eight and they're smashing the two bottom sides by 100 plus points. So you probably haven't got enough talent, but, you know, in terms of uh, in the next three or four years for them to be able to set up those things, there's a lot of academies being set up everywhere around so they can you know, filter talent through. Again, I, I don't believe there's enough talent to stretch it out, but... It's it's good for the for the AFL. It's good for Tasmania. It's good for you know the Tasmania as a state. They're getting a new stadium. It's going to be amazing down there. So any names that you like? Tasmanian Moss, 
Moths? The moss. M-O-S-S-S. Oh, the moss. Yes, very green down there. It is green. <laughs> very green. They're very slippery. Is moss slippery? Yeah. And then they're Moss is very slippery. Very yeah. slippery. Do you reckon they make the jumper out of a little bit of moss and they just apply moss to them before, yeah. beforehand? What a ta- what they can't a get tackled. They can't get tackled. What a tactic. And then, you know, you go down to play in that stadium there. It's pouring with rain. No, it's windy. It's got a roof. They're going to put a roof on. No, no, but all the moss from the top will be there, so that it'll come down in moisture. It'll Same be really moss condensation. It, or something. Moss what condensation. What a conversation we're having. You having got any okay. names for it? Not believe. Um, Warner Brothers won't let them have the devils. Yeah, but it's a it's an Australian <laughs> animal. Have you seen that? They're, 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 I know. They're, they're, they're <laughs> speaking, speaking about it. Isn't that weird? The best tweet I saw actually was Warner Brothers are having a bit of a thing with, and Chad Warner and Corey Warner. The Warner Brothers, yeah, they're, they're not happy with the with the Devils. <laughs> what they should do is uh, they should uh, Tasmania should lean into it, and they should approach Disney and call themselves the Tasmanian Mickey Mouses, and then just push that as the like a link a link deal, like Marvel has done with with it, and just like promotion, 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 and Warner Brothers can be like, you missed out. Ah, ridiculous. I, I, don't, I don't. Have you got any names? I don't mind about the names. You got the Tigers um, from the old Tasmanian cricket days as well. So yeah, you got already Tasmanian associated. Tigers. Jack you Jumpers, you can double do- up. Tigers, you could do the Jack Jumpers, um, and Jack Rewalt could go down and play, and that would yep. be really good. I'm not too worried about the name. I really want a, a good jumper. I really want a good AFL jumper. They had a great. And they, they have, they to have, have a green. great one. They have a great. Um, their their uh, VFL one. Have you seen that one? It's got the. It's got the actual shape yeah. of Tasmania with a giant T in it. Love you like that one? Yeah, I do like. There's that. There's been a little bit of uh, debate on Twitter with that one. But so, will they be our first green team? They have to be. Like no, t- no other teams really use green apart from Fremantle. The mosses, you heard it here first. The mosses, it's going to get oh, off. It's going to get off. Tasmania mosses get around it. Everyone else has been talking about it though, so let's uh, stop doing that because we're here for some other things, some more important things as well. Source. So, anything else you you liked in round seven? Um, I, I liked uh, the emergence of, I guess the you know we're third into the season, um, a third of the way into the season, and some definite teams that you I think really you know we're starting to learn a little bit more about. I was pretty impressed with just without going into any details. Impressed with um, Port Adelaide. I was very impressed with the Giants with their their one point victory. Very concerned for Sydney. I know they've got a lot of injuries, but a little bit concerned for them. And I was actually pretty impressed with um, with Essendon as well, despite that that first quarter. I thought they showed a lot of improvement, not to get blown out by a hundred points. Oh, there's the things. Be happy to hear. That were the things I was impressed with. I'll be happy to hear that. Um, what oh, I, sorry, sorry. My, my favourite team of all, the Gold Coast Suns. I was about to say, what I wasn't impressed with was Richmond's second half because uh, they, you know, they've got talent, but they, who was it? Damien Hardwick. He was trying to um, play Marlon Pickett up forward in the first half and then he made the move, put Marlon Pickett up on the wing and he tried something different and I thought, you know what, they're going to they're gonna turn it around here and then Gold Coast dominating. I know that... Like, um, Tigers fans will say we don't like to play under the roof and we don't like travelling to Marvel. How we come out and saying that? Come you're, on, Dimmer. That's you're in you're in Melbourne for one. Gold Coast are travelling. They they hate playing at Marvel under the roof. They they fall over in the last quarter in every single game they play. And you're going to have that performance in the second half. That's <laughs> Richmond it's shocking. Cross as, the line as a, as a Geelong supporter. Richmond complaining about the venue they're playing in while still playing in Victoria. They've got to be kidding against me, an interstate team. Got to be kidding me. You pencil that in for a win every day of the week, so Tom the, Lynch the, or not. Tom Lynch, most important they player for be Richmond, losing by the way. Uh, uh, the, the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, you're right. You are. You are like, correct and there. Like, I know Jared Witts is really important for them, but took Miller's out. Mm-hmm. Their second most important player yeah. at Gold Coast. So I thought, you know what, Richmond are going to win easily. And... Oh, they scored forty-eight points they under would, a roof. They would have, they would have let yeah under a roof. You know, poor, poor kicking is poor football. But you know, eighteen shots to seventeen shots, they they still scrape him with a win there. They need to be taking care of those sort of games, especially when you're sitting fourth from the bottom. And you know, at the moment, North Melbourne's above you. Like it's not good enough for for Richmond, and especially when you've got. Uh, 
you know, there were some very, very highly paid recruits and you've tied up that salary cap for the next seven years concerning signs for Richmond. Got to be doing something and uh, it's, it's not happening because you've got a couple of older players on that list. You're obviously not going to be uh, anywhere near September this year. So um, <laughs> they've got to keep going there. But the, the main event... The main event, Pez, was, was, you know, sorry to interrupt. The main event was exactly what stemmed from our conversation last week. I bet you... If uh, Adelaide could have their three-quarter time huddle again, they would have gone out to the umpires and said, hey, guys, we, we don't want this point, this this amount of a lead. Can we please have a 10-point lead? Go back and concede some goals. What did they lead Matthew by? Matthew Nick's less they're led, by six, they're led by 16 points. Yep, 10 so points, we said. 10 points, 10 they, or 30. They should have said, can we just yeah, <laughs> please, take, please, take a couple leak, of goals? Leak, leak a couple of goals? Um, that, was, that was intense. And Collingwood, actually against odds, because there were a couple of blatant free kicks that were missed from umpires. <laughs> How's the one in the goal square? <laughs> How can you not see that? And then the next play, they get the one where he's not facing the footy and he like touches his head a little bit. Oh, oh it's it's um, it was bad. And and Collingwood over the line, still side bottom, running on that wing all day and marking the ball and kicking a really important point. Adelaide started on fire source, and Collingwood led for twenty two seconds in the entire game to win by a point. Some blokes would be very happy with leading for twenty two seconds, uh, but uh, it, it was uh, you know they they happen to do this every time. I was in a pub in Yarraville watching the the second half of the footy after the Geelong game, and there were so many Collingwood fans going into that third quarter that were still so confident, despite them easily playing some of the most putrid football in that first half. Some of the most confident fans you'll ever see. Oh and uh, no, but like normally, normally Collingwood fans, whilst they do back their team. They would have been like, oh, no, we're done here. Five-day break. They start making the excuses. But, you know, credit to Collingwood. You know, and, and they were yeah. pumped on the bench to win that game. Everything in the first half lined up to an Adelaide win. Everything. Uh, 25 points up. They should have been more up. Inaccurate kicking. and bad uh, kicking, bad football. Collingwood just were able to do it. Nat Dacos, Nick Dacos didn't even get 30 disposals like he usually does. Didn't yep. kick any goals. So, ben um, Key's done his, done his job there. <laughs> yeah. You're ready to go. So though, though, another crucial goal by uh, Dacos. Another another crucial goal that he sets up just through, again what we spoke about last week, running through not cheap kicks, continuing that uh, that chain of handballs, boom boom boom, yeah, loving it. Yeah, and that was uh, round seven. Let's get into uh, where we went right uh, in round seven for our bet slip. And uh, here we are, Source, round seven. Uh, a bit of a turnaround for some. And uh, it's, it's up and about on TikTok. People are asking for, for everything. And uh, we don't usually put out bets on a, on a Sunday, Source, on a, say, Wednesday or Thursday when we record because it's really hard with teams and things. And our Instagram was just flooded <laughs> with uh, messages. Boys, what do you got for Sunday? What are you doing here? I was on my way to um, my nephew's first birthday. So I was like trying to reply in the car a little bit and seeing if I could, you know, see if anything I liked, but uh, wasn't able to get much on the Sunday. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely uh, bad on our behalf that we give all our fans such a tease that we just fill their pockets on the Friday and the Saturday and then we get to the Sunday and we just leave them hanging. And it's definitely not our intention, Pez. There's a lot going on in a weekend and making those videos and making sure our bets are out there in time is quite difficult sometimes. But as you said and as you alluded to, it mainly is because we, we just don't have the team list. We don't have the you know a proper weather update. There's a whole range of stuff that we, we don't have and we quite often you, you, we talk about that in, in our pod and that's just why the content isn't out there but we've both made an effort this week to try and make sure that we, we've got some Sunday bets for, for our loyal fans. Well, just so anyone listening and any new listeners that pop into the podcast and listen to you this is the best place to do it whether it be on a Thursday morning or a Friday morning to listen to the podcast to see what our thoughts are 
And then even if we don't have a bet on a Sunday, we still talk about every game. So we'll still uh, talk about those in our bet slips. Give you our leans, give you some of the things that we, we don't mind already. Yeah, and Twitter at Behind the Bound is where you'll find any live bets or bonus bets that we that we throw out and we just pop it up there. So, you know, it's there before the game and we can add it onto our spreadsheet and that's linked to our Twitter profile for all those new listeners out there. All those new listeners, Pez, and hopefully uh, hopefully they, they joined up last week, Pez, because you had an absolute uh, cracker of a game. It's about time, round eight, that's good, good for you to show up. <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed you're not wearing the shirt, Pez. I thought that was the lucky uh, lucky emblem that you had going from last week. Well, yeah, you, you gave the shirt. The shirt reveals up there on TikTok as you're well. And, uh, I'll take half your, your unit's wins, please. We're, we're ready to go. The Pez dispenser, the little uh, cash it in. What is it? Oh, he's got it, it on. He does. He's pulling it out. There it is. It is. Yeah. I love it. It is there ready to go. I might have to wear it every week, actually. But um, let's let's go through the games. We started on the Friday night. I went to this one uh, at Marvel. St Kilda versus Port Adelaide. And St Kilda started on absolute fire. I just uh, threw out a, a 1-39 to St Kilda. Membry anytime goal scorer. Bradley Hill 15+. plus. Those two legs were really easy to watch. St Kilda 1-39. to You kind of thought, oh, is it going to be St Kilda 40-plus early? Because they were dominating Port Adelaide. And then from quarter time, whatever changed... Port Adelaide just started dominating clearances. St Kilda still defended really well, but they made some really poor errors and gave up four goals from direct errors in defensive 50, and that cost the game. So I got a bonus bet back for that, which I used later in the week. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> you're right. It was, it was disappointing because it was one of those things where that was the, that's an easy leg. It should have been an easy leg. You know, Port Adelaide, obviously a team that uh, have been inconsistent, playing away from home. They haven't been in great form early on in the season. People were calling for the head, so disappointing for you. Uh, disappointing for me as well because I had uh, two legs, same game, multi, $3.10. And uh, Mitchie Owens, him to get two goals. Too easy. I told you he'd get that. Machito, yeah, yeah. Uh, Machito. And then uh, Rosie, 25 plus. Didn't even get eight. Didn't get 20. Uh, Boak took a lot of those clearances and a lot of that, and he just, just St Kilda did quite a good job on him and, and defensively tagging him, not even tagging him, just the no, just to just, be with him, just to be with him, and at the stoppages they, they just took him out of the game. In the first half, he was nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to uh, be but seen. But you did mention Boak and watching Boak live at the ground. I was sitting up on uh, level two. The speed behind Boak for an, an older bloke in the AFL, just from point A to point B, he he looked lightning quick out there. Uh, so he's in he's in good touch, uh, Travis Boak as well. Definitely. Speaking of good touch, Pez, uh, that was not me on the Saturday. I was pretty confident with uh, Charlie Cameron to kick three or more goals in their absolute flogging of uh, Fremantle, and everyone else seemed to get on the page, and Charlie Cameron, not to be seen. So uh, just like me on uh, um, uh, Thursday night when you took your top off and the yeah, nips were out, a little bit distracted and couldn't get the, the three plus. Yeah, the old bonus bet uh, goes begging there. He got, the, got one goal in the first quarter. Yeah, you, look, you got the first, first goal of the game. And I was I said, message you, I'm like, two more. There you go, two more. And then I messaged you again in the fourth quarter. I'm like, one more. Done. <laughs> Ready to go. So I had a, a five-legger here with Tab. And if two legs fail with Tab, uh, source in round seven, you get a bonus bet back. But that didn't have to happen because I had Brisbane minus 12 and a half, over 148.5. I spoke about why last week. That was easy, easy. Lockie Neal, 20 plus, easy. Brayshaw, 20 plus, easy. Ashcroft, 20 plus, easy. $2.50 get. Uh, a couple units on that was a nice little profit on the Saturday. Definitely, Pez. All right, speaking of uh, the other Saturday game, we had the Sydney versus GWS game, Pez. You had a, a bet in that one. I did, and um, I was Hogan got a goal early, so I had a Hogan anytime goal scorer, Papley anytime goal scorer, and I was a bit nervous about Papley because Sydney were getting goals, GWS started off really well, Sydney took the lead, and, and Papley got a goal just before three-quarter time. I'm like, all right. Sydney did win by nine or more. You're looking good early too. Sydney had control of that game. Sydney are up by 24 points in that last quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, 
all right, GWS can kick two goals and I'm still good here. And then GWS just came back, came back, came back. Toby Green got to the final stoppage and had the final touches and, and kicked the goal, got GWS the win. So I lost the unit on that um, and turned it into a bonus bet, which I used later on. Well, the second collapse Sydney's had that's cost the podcast. The other one, obviously, against Port Adelaide, that cost uh, me quite dearly oh, with, yeah. with that, that uh, last-minute... There's been a few swings, and this is uh, betting source. There's, of course, there's of swings course. in units. Uh, there's been a couple of couple of things that would have changed the changed the course and and made it a lot better. But uh, we we just played a long game and we try to profit keep as we on, go. Keep on keeping on, uh, and uh, lucky I did because I had a nice little. Uh, oh, I didn't actually. It was it was a close bounce back. Um, I had Melbourne versus North Melbourne uh, betting that one. Jordan to get fifteen plus, he got that. Langdon to get twenty plus, he got that. And <laughs> Got moving in the last uh, last so quarter. Twelve in the last quarter. Yeah, you got. got moving in the wow. last quarter. Uh, and uh, Van Ruin, two plus goals, jumping on with our our good mate Puntasaurus, following his uh, his uh, advice. And uh, I think he was backing. following you. Well, we were following each other. <laughs> we both we both thought it was there. And again, the like only the week for- before, he didn't didn't even look like he was there. You see, the only forward at Melbourne not to get. Multiple well, what's, 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 what's Melbourne doing? Why aren't they supporting this young bloke who clearly made their structure look great the, the week before they, and got a victory? They started targeting him in the fourth quarter, let's be fair. Too late. And get, get the young fella early. Grundy got in his way a couple of times and just went in front, took the mark, and Van Ruin, you know, had a, had a couple of chances there in the last quarter. He's pretty confident with that bonus bet too. He couldn't get know, it done. It's, uh, it's, it, 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 there's nothing better than having a feeling or an inkling and then having out someone see, say the same thing. You go, oh, I'm on here. Your confidence just doubles. Oh yeah, and uh, the the next one, the, the Twilight Bulldogs versus Hawthorne. I put a, another tab, little same game multi out here. Bulldogs minus twelve and a half over one hundred and thirty four point five. Ugo two plus goals at a little bit of value, and uh, two dollars eighty all up. That was uh, one unit on that, and I got that. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. And uh, so was mine, Pez, uh, because we said that any time you can get uh, West Coast mi- minus, uh, sorry, any team against West Coast with the the minus thirty and beyond. Uh, beyond you got to hit it and hit it hard. And we should have taken our own advice and gone the uh, 50 plus, 60 plus, 70 plus because 100 point drumming. Uh, so I had Carlton minus 28 and a half, easy. Chera, 20 plus pairs. And you love this one. Oscar Allen, super easy. Uh, $4.32. So that was a nice little win for me, but not easy at all watching nah. that uh, fourth quarter. Three quarter tie. I've never, watched, uh, I've never watched a 100 point win from another team and been so invested in the losing side. <laughs> Jesus, three quarter time, no goals um, from Oscar Allen, and he turns it on for the the source. Literally, the literally back to back goals in about a minute, two minutes, and that's a three dollar twenty get. Uh, no, four dollars thirty two bet. That four, saved that saved my round. Four dollars thirty two <laughs> saves the round, and uh, I just went really simple on this one. Carlton forty plus. I put a couple of other legs in there as insurance, but um, yeah, Carlton forty plus. It was two thirty five early in the week, and a hundred plus would have gotten you over ten bucks, but. Um, 60 plus would have been a good market to go on, but you take your money where you can get it. So I had one unit on that and no uh, profit there. And the worst thing about that is Carlton have absolutely stuffed that West Coast line going forward now because they, they won't be down low below 30 anymore. So that value is probably gone. You're probably looking any value moving forward is just any team against them, 40 plus and even still no, no, no real uh, value there. Yeah, you just have to wait and see now. To to end Saturday, well, not even to end Saturday. I thought I was in with a shot with this little uh, little multi here. Well, hang on, so I say, probably your Saturday margin multi you had a little clever little name to it and everything. Little Pez. Saturday margin very, very multi. happy about yourself. Five five games. I picked five teams to win by twenty five plus. So Brisbane got it done. The doggies got it done. Melbourne got it done. Carlton got it done. Sydney up Again. twenty. Sydney up twenty four. Uh, you know, seven minutes to go. Just kick a couple more goals, Swans, and uh, get this over the line. Uh, it didn't come up, so I lost that. That was a bonus bet I had down from the week before. $10.11, 
would have been real nice, but missed out by the one leg, which means it's a loss. It means it's a loss, and you can speak about your next loss there as well, Pez, with your mixed same-game multis. Not as clever with the name that time. No, this <laughs> nah. this this was a big leg. So this was with my same game multi from the Friday night sauce. And I don't know if you had a look at what this was, but we'll just go through the legs quickly. Ashcroft 15 plus tick. Brisbane um, halftime ML tick. Brisbane ML tick. Bulldogs ML tick. Um, Johannesson 15 plus tick. Go to the next game. Skip that one. Ed Langdon 15 plus tick. Pick at any time goal scorer. Tick. Melbourne half time. Tick. Melbourne three quarter time. Tick. The only leg that missed out, Cody Waitman to get a goal. Didn't know there was the umpires not giving him free kicks. No, well, they haven't been for for weeks, weeks on end now, but I thought he might pop up with one. He didn't do it. So three forty three. My other bonus goes begging as well. Yeah, it just shows you what happens when he's not protected. Anyway, uh, get on to the, the Saturday game, Pez. Uh, Essendon versus Geelong. I had Jeremy Cameron for four-plus goals. And I was looking good early, Pez. He had two goals in the you know, in the first uh, first two quarters. Um, I, sh- I was definitely on the wrong horse here. I should have gone on Cameron for uh, – sorry, uh, Hawkins for five goals in the first quarter. And this was trend in uh, season 2022, going been. between Hawkins and Cameron. Uh, you should just you should just hedge your bets every time and just go four plus for for both of them and every now and then they'll both get it and that's uh, again this is the the trend from last year I'm on the wrong horse again on the wrong horse Hawkins had four in the first quarter eight for the game uh, and go from there so three he had three pretty early on as well third quarter and he had a chance and he he could have got it but he he didn't in the end um, I actually threw out a live which is why it's down the bottom here back in the Bulldogs Hawthorne game <laughs> the live line I couldn't believe my luck. Jump onto sports bet minus nine and a half during that third quarter when uh, Hawthorne were up by about uh, just under a goal there. So doggies minus nine and a half. I thought they'd turn it around. They did two units on that on sports bet, $1.85. So just added a little bit more profit. If, if you can get a, a good team sitting uh, down at halftime against uh, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, West Coast, jump all over that third quarter live line because it's the premiership quarter for a reason. It's when the, they start to, to come out with the proper game plan. They get roasted by their coach. They have to turn on. Easy money there, Pairs. Love and it. Yeah, what's really important is to be w- watching the game and watching what's going on because a team can be dominating and still not be dominating on the scoreboard. So you know that it's, it's going to turn. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, we go to the Richmond Gold Coast. Speaking about not working out, I had two-leg uh, multi with that one. I was pretty confident Fioroni would step into that Took Miller spot. He got his 20. Uh, it was, I mean, it was a little, wasn't easy, but it, he definitely got it done. Um, and then I had Richmond just to, to win the game. No, no chance. Luck. So very, very disappointing with that one. Uh, one unit goes begging for sports bet with no insurance, obviously, with two legs. I, I was watching this game on in the car on the way um, to where I was going on the Sunday. And uh, half time, sitting there, and I'm going, Richmond are absolutely dominating this game. They are dominating. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to put um, Richmond just to win. And then I thought, no, nah. third quarter, they're going to come out. Dimmer's, he, he's made some changes already. I, I mentioned that on Twitter at Behind the Bound. And I said, in the third quarter, Richmond minus three and a half. I loved it. Put a unit on it, on the live with Sportsbet, uh, and then started watching. And then I was like, all right, this is over. Because Gold Coast just went bang, 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 and uh, just blew Richmond out of the water. So it, it didn't work out in that occasion for me. Definitely didn't work out, Pez. Uh, and the speaking of not working out, uh, Sydney, again, they, they've stuffed our round completely, Sydney. That's two weeks, uh, not in a row, but two weeks this season that they've absolutely blown the bank. Uh, I had a, a multi, the Doggies, Carlton and Geelong, they all got it done. Sydney let me down uh, with blue bet, so I get a bonus back with that one. Oof. But that was, a, that was a $2 odds one, two units. That, that should have been straightforward. It doesn't even hurt that it's an upset. It hurts that they're in a winning position. Four goals up under 10 minutes to go in the game, you should never lose. No, never lose. And, and yeah, that, I think that's the most frustrating thing as a punter. If you miss the mark and you misread it, fine. Like the Richmond, Richmond Gold Coast, misread it. 
Yep. But this one, winning position, up, you know, you're at home. It's still a derby, but you're at home. You've got the supporter base. You should finish that off. Yep. Definitely. Um, I got greedy with one of my other bonuses as well. Like <laughs> Geelong minus 14 and a half over 149. Really like that. And then I added the Richmond game as well. And I was like, with Took Miller out, I've got to go Richmond at the line here. Minus 14 and a half over 151. Both of them didn't hit. So the $5.17 little bonus bet that I put out on the uh, Sunday didn't hit either source. So my bonuses whiffed, but I had a really good round. I staked nine units in the end and I had a profit of 4.85 units with an RRI of 53%, which takes me to uh, a profit loss of 3.02 units on the year with a 5.59 ROI. So uh, not happy by my standards, but we are trying to continue to build that up. And profit is profit. Yeah, profit is profit, and that's uh, the best way to put it, Pez. Uh, um, I had a, a disappointing round, lucky for that uh, West Coast Carlton game. That really saved mine. I staked four units for the round and a profit loss or a loss of uh, minus 1.68% uh, or units, sorry. Uh, for the season, still up overall, up 1.97 units. So uh, I've got a bonus to, to bounce back this week, Pez, but um, you know we need to maybe look at your gambling problem and your Sunday addiction to live bets because this segment went for way too long. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of bets there, but we are an AFL betting podcast. <laughs> we so are, this is we what are. the listeners want to hear. And if we no, don't, they want to hear winners. So let's, let's make sure we get some winners. Mate, this week. If we, if we don't recap our bets, we'll just be like every other every AFL other podcast out there. Right. So we want to be accountable for our actions. And here we are. We've got five plus years accountability. It's all there for everyone to see. Accountability and five years of profit pairs. And at the moment we're both in the profit. So if we finish now, that'd be six out of six and, uh, speaking great for behind the boundary podcast. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... Straight into the uh, the bet slip pairs, and I'm very excited for this week. And before we get into the specials pairs, uh, because I did something uh, last week, I was a little bit disappointed with my round. I, I spoke to you about it. I got to I had a really busy week at work, and I'm not making excuses, but I definitely didn't get to do my research properly. So I, I took control of my own destiny this week, pairs. Okay. Booked out the conference room at work. Booked myself in for a <laughs> for a 45 minute meeting. Put the headphones in. Meeting on the door. Who's the meeting, meeting in progress? Yourself. Uh, with the winners, Pez. The punting gods. <laughs> I yeah. didn't meet with you. No, you didn't. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I, I definitely put in the research this week. I hope my work's not listening, actually. But <laughs> she's actually, do you want to scrub that? Uh, Any <laughs> AFL fans? Uh, let's just get into the specials. Sinner takes a special and goes bang. So if you are at Sources Workplace, just uh, <laughs> do not uh, take note of the last 30 40 seconds. Yeah, but definitely take next, uh, the next half an hour because that is going to be <laughs> producing winners. And you know what? What a, what a great event. With how busy I've been at work, I conferences all week, Pez. And uh, yeah, so very, very, very talented to be able to do work and uh, podcasting. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Sports bet, Friday night, same game, multi, uh, second chance. Multi, if any legs fail, it's got to be $2 odds. Uh, you get a bonus back. Tab have it for every game in round eight. Three plus legs, one leg fail, five plus legs, two leg fail, and so on. Uh, Ladbrokes, you've got one per day, and you've also got the four leg head to head multi. And then uh, Neds have the Friday night halftime 
payout if they're 12 up at halftime. This is the Carlton and Brisbane game. You can go on there. And then Neds have the little tokens that you can use. So you can use a multi-token or you can use the same game multi-offer their source, uh, multi-rescue. Um, and anything else that you saw as well? or Just boss bet, Pez. Boss bet. You love boss bet. It's, it's one that I, I haven't really ever used before, but I got a, a little tweet during the week, so I looked it up and uh, boss bet. I don't even know. I don't know anything about it. But boss bet four leg same game multi Friday night. Uh, it's called the same game multi free hit. So they've obviously been listening to the podcast, Pez, because we we keep getting criticism about it being a free hit, but it definitely is. But the best thing about boss bet is not their odds or their disposal markets or anything, except for the way they do their same game multi Pez. I felt like I was filling out a little survey. <laughs> Who do you think will get twenty disposals? Who do you think will win by how much? It was actually quite fun. Just doing a little game, was oh. it? So I put one on just for a bit of fun. Yeah, Playing like a quiz show. It was a little bit of fun. Yeah, afternoon quiz show. And that's what you like, Piers. You like to, you know, that's the reason we, we, we punt, obviously, to try and make some money, but a bit of enjoyment. You know, make some enjoyment out of watching the game and as well as the actual, you know, stat analysis, I guess, of, of uh, you know, maths. <laughs> exactly right. And speaking of maths, that's a great segue to what I want to say here. So You're welcome. We're, <laughs> we're talking about um, punters and what I see a lot of on Twitter is people – throwing together multi-bets. So you're throwing eight legs, you're throwing nine legs out there, you're throwing multi-bets, and the gambling industry and the bookies love you going with multi-bets. And the reason why is there's a misconception out there that it multiplies your odds. Mm. It doesn't multiply your odds. So for example, okay, and I'll, I'll take you through it. If you were to do, let's make it, Pretty simple. A three-leg multi, AFL head-to-head. Yeah. And you liked Richmond to beat West Coast. You liked Melbourne to beat Gold Coast. And you liked, say, Fremantle to beat Hawthorne. Okay. Mm-hmm. It comes together, three-leg multi at $1.96. I would say never, ever do a multi unless there's a bonus back and you're trying to do something back with your bonuses. Okay. So the reason being, it doesn't multiply over the three games. So if I put all three together, it's $1.96 all up. If I put $100 on that, I'll get $196 back. I'll make $96 in profit. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Richmond play on Saturday, one forty-five. If I put $100 on that, it's $1.08. I will profit $108. Make sense? Yeah. The next game is at four thirty-five. So the first game would have finished. If I put my whole $108 on, which is what I'm doing with the multi anyway, yeah? Mm-hmm. On Melbourne at $1.38, you multiply 108 by $1.38. I don't know off the top of my head. You get whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the, the night game and you multiply whatever the winnings were from that by Fremantle's odds of $1.32. It is exactly the same odds. You get exactly the same outcome. I was having a play then while you were talking, listening to your theory. I don't know if that checks out all the time. Does it? Does that work all the time? I just, I just because I had then similar sort of thing. Brisbane, two dollars. Melbourne, a dollar thirty-eight. Western Bulldogs, a dollar fifty-two. And if I put ten dollars on all of them, I'm spending thirty bucks, and I would return forty-nine dollars potentially. No, you don't put. No, no so I would return nineteen dollars. Sorry. No, you don't put your tent. You don't put all the bets on at once. You only put the second bet on if the first bet wins, and it's exactly the same thing. Oh, okay. So you put your ten bucks down on Brisbane. Yep. You win twenty bucks, but if you lose, if you lose that bet, it's like you lost your multi anyway. Yeah. Yep. So that ten bucks is already gone. So but then if you win. So then the next game, do I double up? 
No, if you win, you put your winnings on there. So you put that $20 on the oh, next game. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. And then you can decide if something happens late in another game. So if the games aren't on at the same time, okay, gotcha. you would never multi them together unless there's a, a bonus back special. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. And I like, I'm glad that I asked that question because I was a little bit uncertain about it. I thought you meant you put it all and down. I can yeah. understand the confusion. You put $300 down if you're doing... Yeah, I only yeah. said $100 because it's easy to... No, no, but that's fine. But if you do it in one unit or 10 units or whatever, it makes total sense. So if I, for example, I do Brisbane and let's say Brisbane gets up and wins. So I, I, I win $10. So now I'm putting $20, is that right? Yep, on your next game, on my next whichever game. it was. So then $20 on that one. So $1.38 with Adelaide gives me you know $7.60 profit. Is that right? And then I'm putting... Who, what did you put $20 on? $1.38. $1.38, so uh, Melbourne. And then I do the same thing over. Okay, yeah, that'll make out more money. No, no, not more. The exact same. The exact same. Okay. So, yep. so, why, so why do we multi then? Good question. <laughs> Have you got a multi this week? No, you better not. <laughs> I, I would have a multi like on Ladbrokes, like I have on the past in the podcast, because it gives because it gives you insurance. Because you've got an insurance, yep. and you don't have that otherwise. But you can you can decide. So you can put your your ten dollars down on the first Friday night game if you're going to put them all in a multi anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if it loses, it's like you already lost your multi anyway, okay. so it's done. And then if it wins, you can decide. You know what? I'm going to pull a few dollars back, and I'm only going to risk this amount. So you you get less in the end. But you can you can play around with it, and you can it's it's a better way to go about punting. And I guess if if that first leg leg loses as well, you've always got the option of putting double it down and winning that money back. Oh, chasing! <laughs> no, no, but, but, no, but if you if 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 you're relying on four legs anyway or three legs anyway, you you you're have already done your homework for it. You're not chasing that bet's already down technically if you're doing a multi. So you're putting a little bit more on there because you think it's going to win. Yeah, not interesting. Very interesting, Pez. Don't mind it. No, well, it's just just mathematics. So just um, well, well, that's actually really encouraging. It means you're going to have one less bet for every week going now because last week you had what four or five different same game multis and this sort of rubbish. Does that work for the same for uh, player markets? Well, it, it does, but it, harder to manage though. It does, but because the same game multis are in the exact same game, like you can't bet on yeah, Lockie yeah. Neal to get twenty five plus at a dollar twenty, and then let that bet finish, and then bet on Will Ash- Ashcroft to get twenty with. The profit of that, if you know what I mean, because yep. it's all happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they do love same game multis as well. Don't get me wrong; the bookies do as well. The only reason we bet on same game multis is because we get that bonus back, and we always put insurance in and and do things like that because it, it's just better for us in the long run. If we wanted to, with our bonus bets, you can guarantee a eighty percent profit if you wanted to with no risk. Mm-hmm. So we don't do that here because we're an AFL punting show. But exactly right, you know we've both dabbled in the, the match betting in the past because it's it's pretty easy to do. It's pretty easy to do. It's guaranteed profit. It's yeah. a slow it's slow burn, but uh, yeah. it's not, it takes away the fun. Like if I'm doing it to make money, I might as well just go to my job and actually work instead of doing the, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Pez, I'd love to continue this conversation off air, a couple of beers and uh, – because I'm interested in your thoughts. It's very interesting. But I don't know if our, our, our listeners are here. They don't want to hear about all this. They just want to hear about winners. So let's start <laughs> things off with the Friday night, Pez. Carlton taking on Brisbane. $1.80 favourites are the Blues. $2 outsiders, the Lions. Minus 2.5 is the line. Over under 171.5, Pez. This is a huge game for both clubs. Both coming off pretty pretty decent sort of wins. Brisbane need to prove that they can win away from home and not uh, you know a real premiership contender. And Carlton need to, to prove that they are a premiership contender despite a bit of a rocky um, last month. So. 
is really interested. The the teams have come in, and hence the why Adelaide, sorry, um, Carlton has come in as favourites. They were a dollar ninety, dollar ninety six. It was very much uh, so even leading up to this. Pez, very interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, uh, Brisbane. They've they've won five source. They had a slow slow start. They lost to the Bulldogs, as we know, and they lost to Port Adelaide in the first first round. So they're the two losses that they've had, but they've had five really good wins and a, a couple against really good teams as well. So they're sitting they're sitting pretty pretty. Five pretty pretty five and two pretty pretty. Uh, the reason they are, as you said, Rich is injured. He's out. Zorko's injured and he's out. Harry Sharp comes in. Motlop comes in for Carlton and uh, Zach Fisher has been omitted, which is an interesting one as well after a hundred and eight point win especially that it does say omitted there so here it's it's pretty tricky to uh to tip how brisbane are going to show up under the roof is charlie kerno going to kick really accurately is harry mckay going to you know blow up and kick four or five goals as well we know that both of these sides on their day can play scintillating football and it's just who who is going to show up Who's going to want it more under the roof? It sounds silly to say that, doesn't it? It does. But if you want to go with one of these sides head-to-head and you're pretty confident, go with Ned's with the 12-up special. You can stake up to $250 and, and get that paid out at halftime if your team wins by 12 points or more. Uh, I am going a disposal market, so I'm going to go this uh, sports bet special uh, because it is the second-chance multi-source. So you do guarantee a bonus bet back if any legs fail. And where I'm going is I've noted down no Daniel Rich in the back line, and they love to feed the ball through him. And no Zorko in the midfield, who's good for between 15 and 25 disposals every week. So I'm looking at 15 plus. I'm looking at Coleman. Uh, and, and Coleman from that back line, he's got a good good left boot on him. He's at $1.35. He's hit 15 plus three out of six games. He's missed. And when he's missed, 13, 14, and 14. Love that. Okay, so he's, he's, he's quite close, but no Rich means they might feed him the ball more and get him to use it under the roof there. The other one I'm going is Zach Bailey for 15-plus disposals. He's at $1.33 uh, and 17-plus in his last four games. He had a really slow start to the year and he's just starting to heat up. Again, no Zorko in that midfield, so I think he gets some more midfield time up there and he's looking to run forward as well. So uh, I don't mind him for 15-plus at that value at $1.33. I had McCluggage in and McCluggage just dropped as soon as Zorko went out. So he went from a dollar nine down to a dollar two. So he's not in my same game multi at a dollar two. I've got my man, I have to go my man, yeah, twenty Ashcroft. plus. Will Ashcroft, a dollar thirty to get twenty plus here source. He's missed it twice. His first game he had thirteen. And in round six against GWS he had nineteen. Uh, he had twenty three plus in all other games and one out of one under the roof. He had twenty three against the dogs earlier in the season. So those three legs together, two dollars fifteen second chance sports bet special. Love that one, Pez, the sports bet special. Uh, and I've done the exact same, Pez. I, I really like Brisbane in this one. I think that, um, you know, they're, they're number two ranked in attack. As you said, they've beaten some, you know, decent sort of sides. They normally travel pretty well to the Marvel. So, uh, you know, six uh, six of the last nine they have won. So six and three at Marvel for over the last five years. So a pretty, pretty sort of um, a good record travelling away from home. They were disappointing against the Bulldogs last time under the roof. I do believe that they will definitely address that, and I'm pretty confident that they can bounce back. Uh, despite despite obviously um, being a difficult spot in the fixture with a couple of you know omissions and Carlton coming back from a big win at home under the roof, a little bit unpredictable. Uh, but I've gone a two leg same game multi pairs Brisbane, uh, just the straight out win at two bucks. It's a bit of a coin flip pairs. You can give me two bucks at a team that's sitting I think at the end of the year as a premiership favourite and in top four. I'll take that every day of the week. Interestingly enough, this game's at home. 
in Brisbane, it's a dollar thirty to about two sixty, two seventy, I think. So I'll take the two dollar odds for for the better team. Um, and I've gone the over pairs over one sixty six and a half. So um, normally at Marble, we, we expect a low scoring game, but both of these teams are, are top ten in offense, top ten in uh, shots on goal, and Carlton. Uh, sorry, both teams are top ten in goal scored. Okay, so so they're high scoring teams. I think that the Carlton the last three or four weeks have hit over hundred. Brisbane definitely have. I know it's been a bit of a softball, Brisbane as well, with playing some lesser teams, but I love uh, the value in this one. Pairs, two units, three dollars forty on sports bet. And I've also pairs going with boss bet. Just a little bit of throw at the stumps, one unit. Just something really Another basic. One. A little one. You oh. can't you can't do any alternate loans or handicaps or any of that sort of rubbish. Just go on Brisbane over one seventy two and a half, which was the natural line. Will Ashcroft, your man to get twenty or more. Oh, really? uh, and I've gone Cameron two plus goals. As I said, a bit of a throw at the stumps, five dollars ten. Why not? Free hit. It's it's called the free hit, isn't it? It's called the same <laughs> game multi free hit, so why not? Um and you hope uh, Carlton they had a pretty bruise free game, but they do have to travel back from the west uh, on the Saturday night, so they would have got the red red eye in the Sunday morning, and you know they're playing the Friday night first up. So uh, Brisbane might be in a good position come fourth quarter. Hope so. I hope so. All right, we go on to the uh, Saturday time slot. We go Richmond versus West Coast in Melbourne. Uh, they're not playing at Marvel, so Dimmer will be very happy about that. One oh eight favourites are Richmond. West Coast outsiders seven fifty. The biggest of the round minus forty two and a half is the line. Also the biggest, and dollar sixty eight. Sorry, dollar sixty eight. One sixty eight and a half is the over under total points. Yeah, very interesting. Very with, interesting. Uh, some of some of the odds here. It started at minus thirty nine and a half. I saw it earlier in the week, so it's gone out a little bit. Um, what's the line you reckon for crowd attendance here? <laughs> that's going to be the most inter- interesting thing. Really, that's going to be most interesting. Well, Richmond fans don't like to show up. They've got over a hundred thousand members, and West Coast aren't going to show up with the way they're travelling. They get thirty k there. I was probably my over under would have been twenty nine, so it'd be close. Yeah, I don't reckon they hit thirty k. But uh, anyway, it's a uh, weird Melbourne weather this weekend. Uh, <laughs> weird, bit of, it's yuck. <laughs> bit, bit of rain forecast. It's very cold. Uh, if I was looking at something, so I don't have a bet at the moment. I was, I, I really was tempted by the Richmond total to be under one hundred and five point five points. Okay, it's a dollar eighty seven at tab. The only thing is you can't put it in the same game multi, so you can't get that little insurance back. Um, Richmond have gone over that total once, which was in Adelaide mm-hmm. when they had to come back and they scored 108 points. But the Eagles have been scored heavily against, so it's always hard to bet against a, a low side, especially a depleted side like the West Coast Eagles, and especially that they're travelling. Um, North Melbourne and GWS are the only teams that have scored less than 105 against West Coast, so um, it, it's it's pretty tough. But no Tom Lynch as well is another factor that the reason that I'm thinking about that and and wouldn't mind that but uh see what the weather's like if it is raining and I can still get it around 105 104 maybe I'll have a look at it but no bet for me at the moment yeah Richmond do get uh Prestia and Graham back so two big inclusions but West Coast also get Dom Sheets a little bit of experience there you know a premiership uh player and premiership hero kicked a good goal at that ground in 18 was a good goal it was all right. It's not bad, not bad. <laughs> a bit, bit, bit uh, West Coast, uh, a bit Collingwood wished that they would have been up uh, down by 30 points going to that last quarter. Wouldn't have oh, yeah, yeah, it would have been all right. Yeah, of course. Uh, but it's, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I haven't put a bet in this one, Piers, because it's Richmond are in, have been, uh, I've never seen the dynasty in the last five years or last 10 years, um, Richmond, 
making excuses like they have in the last month or so. And I know they've got injuries and stuff, but that's just very unrichmond-like. I don't like uh, a lot in it. If if anything, the line's way too big, 42.5. I probably would be looking at the Richmond 1-39. to 39. The, the last, I think it was the last eight or so games that they've played, that, that's that been that margin. The Sorry, the 1-39, um, the to 39, I think it's the last... I think it's eight. Uh, so 265 is probably where I'd be leaning, but uh, no official bet for me. And as you said, when the most interesting thing is going to be the crowd, you're probably <laughs> not going to have a bet in that one, Pez. No, we'll leave that one and uh, we'll head to Geelong where the weather probably won't be much better. It'll be probably a lot worse, Pez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Geelong would be praying to play under the roof in that one. We head to Alphabet Stadium, of course, Pez. Geelong are taking on Adelaide. Dollar nineteen favourites are the Cats. Four fifty-five outside is the Crows. Minus 29.5 is the line. Over under, 165.5, Pez. Uh, Geelong uh, basically played a quarter of footy last week, put the queue in the rack and that's about it. Adelaide had a really tough one and a heartbreaking loss. I'd be interested to see how they respond, travelling away. Uh, not only to to interstate, but to down the down the highway to Geelong. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Geelong showed the other Saturday night when they played against Sydney and absolutely demolished them. Uh, what was going to happen? You'd be more confident that Geelong were going to have a comfortable win if Adelaide actually got over the line the line last week. Uh, it's it's weird to say that you've been in bounce back spots in AFL and all of that. I don't like the ins for Geelong now. On the podcast, over the last five years, I've been saying, yes, Geelong should have always gotten a Ruckman. And then they finally got a Ruckman. They got Segler. <laughs> when Segler came into the side earlier this year, it was horrible for Geelong's midfield. They they looked slower. He he wouldn't compete. He wasn't mobile around the ground. And him, him coming in is not good because I don't mind Blixarves and Stanley in the Ruck in 2023 with how they've been going because they can act as that fourth midfielder as well and and get that run going the other way and still take intercept marks their source so because he's in there uh, the only thing I'd be tempted with is the the line of Adelaide which are 29 30 around there or the Cats 1 to 39 because I don't think they lose at home against the Crows but I don't think they flog them like they have in the past few weeks to to other clubs so no bet for me at the moment um but with segler in there the one to 39 for geelong is tempting yeah it's really uh disappointing that de koning's going out with that that injury uh he, he was fantastic in the ruck pairs last week which is very very interesting for him going in there as you know one of your elite young backmen and to see them uh experiment with that against uh the long head freak that is uh Essendon's hero at the moment uh, um, He did really well But uh, I'd be cautious about that line Pez Geelong's covered the line in uh, eight of its last matches At Alphabet Stadium So they, they, they get the job done there um, pretty decently I've gone a three-league same game multi-Pez uh, I've gone Max Holmes 20 plus I've done, I've done it with Ned, sorry So I've gone a three-league same game with Neds With a same game multi-cover Max Holmes to get 20 or more disposals. He missed it last week by one, Pez, but he, he's upped his centre bounce uh, attendances by 10% uh, last week, uh, increasing that gradually, gradually, gradually. I think that's where they want him. They saw him playing a lot in there towards the end of the year. Hardball player. I think he absolutely um, gets a heap of the pill this week. I've gone Geelong plus 10.5, the alternate handicap, just as my um, you know my safe sort of leg. I don't think they lose the game. And if they do lose, Pez, it's not going to be by a lot. I've gone for my last leg, Pez, Probably the, the riskiest one, uh, probably the riskiest one, Pez, is not only because of the weather, but because of the fact that there so much attention has been going on to the two forwards in terms of Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron. Uh, but uh, the, one of the people that have slipped through the cracks a little bit is Ollie Henry. So I've gone him for two or more goals, Pez, because he's sitting about 3.3 shots per game. In the top 25 of shots on goal for teams played at seven games, he sits 25th. 
only team to have three players in the top 25 uh, of shots on goal, and he is absolutely dominating. Uh, not dominating is probably a wrong word, but he's absolutely getting a ho- whole lot of looks. Benefiting. Benefiting, benefiting. Is, is the right word from the number one defenders, number two defenders going to those. And uh, I think that he's able to do it. He seems to get some really – pops up with some really great marks. He's very selfish. Doesn't like getting <laughs> off the pill. So uh, not like Tomahawk or Jez. So I've gone two units with that one, Pez, with Ned's 351. And uh, I don't mind watching that on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you can, you can do that with the weather and uh, the twilight. The weather's the, 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 the trouble of that one. The, the twilight game will be the good one because that's in the Gold Coast. And doesn't the Gold Coast have some really beautiful weather this time of year? Still be dewy. Do we do? Yeah, do we do? You are he is the coach. Yep. Yeah. This will be this will be an interesting one, Pez. Gold Coast in a really good spot. Coming a, a win down in Melbourne, um, despite it being in Marvel, it still counts as a win in Melbourne. Uh, Two in a row. Someone might want to tell Richmond that. Two in a row in a great spot. Coming home against Melbourne, a team that uh, had a, a pretty bruised free week last week. So Gold Coast outsiders two ninety eight one thirty eight favourites are our D's minus seventeen and a half is the line over under one sixty five and a half. Pez. This, this is going to be an absolute cracking game for the Twilight spot. Yeah, it, it can't keep happening. We spoke about your man earlier, Van Ruin, and how he didn't get his two goals. But Josh Shackey has been omitted, and watching him play in nearly a 100-point win and struggle, it's got to be career nearly over for young Josh Shackey, who was very promising when he uh, first got drafted. Uh, but Harrison Petty comes in for him, and he'll do a better job. Um, Lockie Weller goes out injured as well. So no Took Miller. No Lockie Weller, who has a, a lot of good run for the Gold Coast when they're up and about. Uh, Jared Witt's the only thing. But Jared Witt's is going to come up against Brody Grundy and Max Gorn. So Jared Witt's usually dominates in the ruck. But these other two, Behemoth Ruckmen, uh, are going to... Oh, I don't know if they'll give him a lesson, but they will um, you know, stem his influence in the game. I really like the line. Uh, in this one, minus 16 and a half uh, with, with Tab earlier. Very, very, and very short, the 16 and a half. Yeah, and I, I think, did it already go out? Yeah, 17 and a half. 17 and a half. So it, it might end 19 and a half, 20 and a half, whatever it does. But I've just put it in a three-league same-game multi, minus 16 and a half with Melbourne plus 16 and a half and Melbourne in the first quarter plus nine and a half because I needed to make it $2 mm-hmm. and that bumped it from $1.90 to two bucks. So if Gold Coast win the first quarter by a couple of goals, it's uh, multi over. But um, I'm, I'm thinking Melbourne just come out and have a pretty comfortable win. If they don't cover the line, um, uh, if they don't win the game, they were $1.40 earlier in the day, it, it'll be very, very surprising. Yeah, it would be very surprising, Pez. Uh, and if any quarter they're going to do it, probably that first quarter, come out running, everything's high and they're going. But as we spoke in the in the pre-show, Pez, or not in the pre-show, but before we got into our bet slip, is that Took Miller's out. Like he's the best being the best player. I know Anderson's definitely stepped up there, but you know they're, they're missing some of their key parts and key part of their future. And you know Melbourne coming off a really really good victory, everything is um, going in the right direction. They, they've dropped a, a couple of games here and there, but they're looking in pretty good in form. I think they see this as a challenge. They won't take Gold Coast lightly, and they'll come out and smash them. So I've gone a three league same game multi pairs. I've gone Melbourne straight out uh, to win the game. I've gone with Lads, so I've got that uh, same game multi cover. I've 
I've gone Melbourne plus 29 and a half is the alternate. So that's my free hit because Melbourne, Melbourne get that. Yep. That's pretty easy. And I've gone Fioroni Pez to get 20 or more disposals. Our man, he Your did man, last week. He got week. it last week. Just got uh, it. Very happy with that one. So that gives me um, two odds of 232, one unit Pez. And the second one that I'm not putting down, but I can guarantee we'll get up, is I've gone, uh, I haven't gone it actually, sorry. Let's be very clear about this. I haven't. Is Van Ruin, six plus goals, $81. <laughs> Jump on it, Pandasaurus, all over it. That's, that's the way it happens, yeah? We, we jump off them. We say, what's happening with it? Bang. Next week, six goals. So I can The punter's nightmare, isn't it? Punter's nightmare. So Van Ruin, $81. Cheeky five on that one. And uh, you definitely will uh, be donating to Sportsbet or whatever yeah. you go with. So well, looking looking at the ladder here, Sauce, we've got Collingwood out, outright up, a, up ahead with six wins. And then teams with five wins, Melbourne, St Kilda, Brisbane and Port Adelaide. So Melbourne really need to come out and get the four points here. And uh, yeah, that's less than three goal line. I'll, I'll take that every day of the week. Of course you will, Pez. Interested to hear your thoughts in this one, Pez. Uh, a modern-day rivalry which is starting to develop all from uh, a month of good footy that the Western Bulldogs put together. But anyway, GWS uh, taking on Western Bulldogs. 248 outsiders are the Giants. 152 favourites are the Doggies. Minus 10.5 is the line. Over, under, 168.5. Pez, GWS has surprised a few people in the way that they've uh, you know come together with a couple of wins. Interested to see how the doggies respond, uh, going in pretty clear favourites into you know em- enemy territory against uh, the modern day rival. Yeah, down in uh, Manuka overall, huh? down in uh, Canberra, Memor- nighttime memories. Very uh, very cold over there, but Callum <laughs> Ward, uh, <laughs> very cold. Callum Ward comes in, uh, but the doggies get Tom Liberatore back in, one huge, of the best players in, to watch in. in the game. Not only is he a contested beast, but he uses the ball really well, and he's a goal scorer as well. So. Um, I've been impressed with the Bulldogs after their really rough start. They had an absolutely horrendous, nightmarish start to the 2023 season. And I think they've been building quite nicely and picking up a couple of wins. So they've got four wins so far. I think they make it five here against the Giants. The only thing standing in the way is uh, a performance from Toby Green, four, four goals, five goals, and see how he goes there. But... Um, because I think the dogs will win, I've put them in a in a tab special because I am going to go the three legs and be a little bit selfish. So Bulldogs uh, to win dollar fifty three over one hundred thirty nine point five because the last uh, few games at Manica total points one ninety five one fifty eight one fifty nine one twenty three one thirty seven one sixty nine one seventy. So I don't mind it to go over the one thirty nine and a half there. And Bontempelli was the best value disposals I saw in the market. Uh, 20 plus at a dollar 20. He's only missed it once this year, which was last week, when he only had 19 uh, in his 200th game. So uh, those three together, two dollars 20. Chuck a unit on that and uh, have a enjoyable Saturday night. Enjoyable Saturday night. And I think it definitely will be for the Bulldogs fans, Pez, because uh, they are looking good. We spoke about this in the in the season. Uh, sorry, in the season opener, we were talking about if the Bulldogs put things together and they're well coached, they have enough pieces to be able to really really contend. And we're definitely seeing that they're absolutely dominating the contestant ball, Pez, and uh, that's really concerning for GWS. You know, um, GWS win most stats when you when you compare the the two sides in terms of handballs, disposals, disposals efficiency, all that sort of rubbish. But when you look at contestant possessions they're minus eight and eight and a half pairs on the season average so all the teams averaged out they're minus eight and a half of contested possessions they're losing that every week and the bulldogs plus two and a half so i think that'll be amazing they've got a whole lot of midfielders that can absolutely be very damaging in their pairs i've got no bet in this one at the moment pairs 
I'm actually waiting for that line to come in a little bit. I believe that people will believe into this rivalry and they'll start, you know, absolutely believing the hype of the GWS. Minus 10.5 is a good spot, but I think I can actually close about minus 9.5, maybe 8.5. So I'm waiting for that. Uh, if it doesn't come in, then I will jump on probably the 10.5, but I think there's a little bit more value to be had, so I'm just waiting for that. All right, f- uh, fair enough. I think, uh, yeah, contested game, you are right. The doggies will get over the top of them there and uh, they've got a better forward line as well. Much better forward line with you, Hagen now, Pez. He's uh, he's come a come a bit of age, hasn't he? I'm in in the little same game multi last week. I like it. You like it, like a lot. All right, let's get into Fremantle taking on Hawthorne. Fremantle, I have to see this as an easy victory. They're playing at home, Pez. They need to take uh, take care of business here. All I'm going to hear about right now, Pez, from you is about Fremantle winning. So a dollar thirty two favourites are the Dockers. Hawthorne outsiders three thirty minus eighteen and a half is the line over under one sixty five and a half. Pez, surely not. Fremantle can't disappoint again. Look, you'd think not, but they've done stranger things this year, haven't they? Have. But um, that that's not bad head-to-head value there for Great Fremantle value. playing over there, considering that Hawthorne have decided to manage Giath and Luke Bruce. Mm-hmm. And Luke, Luke Bruce, oh, he's, he's still playing some good footy and he still pops off for goals and he makes the right decisions up forward. And without him up there, they need to rely on Mitch Lewis, who had a a really good first half last week, but couldn't convert on the scoreboard. Uh, but uh, Frederick Frederick comes in as well for Fremantle. I, I really like Fremantle to uh, get over the top here in front of their home fans, not to turn their season around or anything because they've really stuffed that up in the first seven rounds. But just to just to get on the board, get a, get a nice win, I've gone with a five-leg same-game multi with Tab with the two legs fail, you go. So you've got to follow along with this one a little I bit. Like, I like the excitement in your face. You can look <laughs> at me like, here we go, here we go. Get ready, fellas. So Fremantle to win, all right? So we'll chuck that in there. Fremantle first half plus nine and a half. So they've got to be within nine points. First half, total points under 99.5. Total game points under 191.5. And Andy Brayshaw. 20-plus disposals. I think he gets that really easily. He's a, a really good midfielder. The only thing stopping him from getting that will be an injury. So all those five legs together, $2.20, if two fail, bonus coming my way. I like it, Pez. Uh, I really, really like it because one thing that um, we know about Hawthorne is that they give away a heap of the pill. They're, they're sitting fifth at the moment for, for most possessions per game uh, for the opposition. Uh, and what I like about uh, Fremantle last week, despite their, why they lost, there was moments in the game where you watched it and you thought, you know what, they've worked it. They've worked it out. They've gone back to, to their form from two years ago. They were using Luke Ryan a lot more. I love, you know, he had a huge spike in disposals. And that was one of the things we talked about. They're not really using him properly. It looked like during moments they worked it out last week. And I'm hoping with a bit of a softball there in Hawthorne that they continue to get Luke Ryan going and hopefully bounce back. And they might see this as a bit of a snapback uh, place in the future. I've gone Luke Ryan, 20 or more disposals, pairs. And with my second league, pairs, I've just power played it with Sportsbet. I got in early this morning, minus 16. And a half. The line's already jumped out to eight and a half. So I loved the value there, as you said, for a Fremantle team at home, need to win, playing the bottom on one of the bottom sides. I love the value in that one. Those two legs, two forty-eight um, with sports bet. Power played it. Just uh, one unit on that one, Pez. Yep, take that Saturday uh, when we head into our. Well, we could say, according to the first seven rounds, our least favorite day to bet on. 
It is our least favourite uh, day to bet on Pez, but I absolutely love the value in this first game, Pez. Port Adelaide taking on Essendon, and, and you know what, TikTok fans, there's a video coming for you this week because I heard the way you were talking um, in the pre-show, Pez, and I reckon you've got to bet in this one. So let's go Port Adelaide taking on Essendon. We head to Adelaide Oval. $1.52 favourites are the power. Two fifty-three outsiders, Essendon. Minus 12.5 is the line. Over under, one seventy-three and a half. You got a bit of pep in your step there. I reckon... Um you can go first in this one because uh, you seem very confident. Very confident, Pez. Uh, I, I love the value in Port Adelaide in this one. I think that, um, you know, <laughs> Port Adelaide have been sneaky. If they're on Melbourne side, everyone will be talking about them. They've had some pretty impressive wins in Sydney. They knocked off St Kilda away from home. Uh, they're, they're looking really good. They've been taking care of the teams they need to take care of. And we've talked about this a lot. And I'm sorry, TikTok fans. And I'm sorry, Essendon fans. But Essendon still are nobody. Okay, they're, they're one of those sides that, but that you need to make sure you get your victories. They probably don't win many more games going forth. They'll beat the three bottom sides like everyone you else. You just signed your death certificate. I have, but uh, I believe Port Adelaide can get this job done at home, Pez. What I like about it is Essendon give away the fourth most in goal assists. They give the fourth, fourth most away in inside 50s, the sixth most in goals, and the tenth most, or they have the tenth uh, defensive rating. Port Adelaide are looking absolutely amazing. They've gone basically from last to first in the last month in their defensive rating. They score extremely high. They're top eight in um, offense. They're the top five in defense. They're top 10 in goal assist, goal assist. Everything sits there for them to be scoring heaps. So I believe that they're going to win easy. I've gone a three-leg same game multi. I've uh, alternate line, minus four and a half. Port Adelaide handicap alternate, 159 over. And I've gone uh, your man, Jason Horn francis were you booing last week, Pez? No, I was going to bring that up after you bet. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll speak about him after you bet. So I've gone Jason Horn francis uh, He had an absolute ripper of a game. A contested oh, beast in that first yeah. quarter. And Amazing. for him to get 15 or more, you get some little bit of pep-up value because he's only sort of done it once. But I think they, they, they've, they've worked it out. He's worked it out. He's, he's playing a lot in the middle last week. Playing a lot in the middle. In the middle. Uh, two units, 298. Lads, same game multi. One league fails. Money back, Pez. So love that. Yeah, now... Jason or Francis, so I'm sitting there as a St Kilda supporter and they start booing him and you know me at the footy and with booing and stuff, but I was like, this is this is a bit embarrassing because why are we booing this kid? Like, he didn't play for our club. North Melbourne fans, yeah, they, they can boo him when he comes there and then after they boo him once and they've, they've played him once at home, leave him alone. Like, like let him go and yeah. do that. Leave the boos for the really dog coward acts, which don't happen often these days anymore. No, no, very uh, But it's it's quite poor to see your club doing it, but it's not really – you can't take it to heart because you can't control other supporters and every single other club source would have done it and they're doing it because of the media outrage over this young kid who is going to be a very decent footballer. Yeah, it's because it's because he, he – you know, Nathan Buckley did it. He rigged the system, forced his way out, sooked his way out and, and we'll never find out the truth about some of the stories there, but that, that's why. I mean, when I get it – because it's not what you want to. North Melbourne are rebuilding. Everyone has, you know, we, I know you hate them, but a lot of people have soft spot for North because they've been down for so long. But, yeah. Hey, it's 2023. I've been all right with North this year. I haven't said anything bad about them. No, you haven't? No. <laughs> Time's ticking, is it? <laughs> oh, you're checking your computer. I'm checking to see when North are, are playing. Um, they're playing St Kilda this week. That's why you haven't said anything yet. You're holding it in for your, your bet preview. Yeah, let me let me go on my um, Port Adelaide Essendon <laughs> Told bet. you you had a bet here. Yeah, I've got, I've got on the tab special. I've value. just gone... Um, I, I do love the line, but Essendon's this, this type of side who can cause an upset sometimes okay. when, they're, when they're not expected to. And this week, I don't know. I think Essendon fans are expecting them to win. 
They they won at Adelaide Oval last time. The line's only 12 and a half. They've come off uh, a flogging in the first quarter against Geelong, but then uh, are meant to have played well for the rest of the game. Like, are they going to travel over there and win Adelaide Adelaide, Adelaide Oval again? Jeez, so I'm st- stepping over my words here. I've just gone Port, minus 12 and a half. Port in the first quarter, plus 11 and a half. Port in the first half, plus two and a half. Port Adelaide to win. And Port Adelaide plus 22 and a half for the game. So if that confuses the fuck out of you, uh, <laughs> I, um, I just had to put some of those legs in there just for insurance legs. Uh, and that's the only reason. Beautiful. To celebrate, Pez is going to be celebrating with a port when port beats beats port and port and port and port. Is that right? Did yeah, I get all the important bits? It's it's two bucks. It's very important. <laughs> and uh, there's a unit on that. And uh, I'm done for the rest of the round there. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm done as well, Pez. But we will still speak about uh, the possible value in uh, two of the other last remaining games, Pez. Collingwood taking on Sydney. $1.44 favourites are the Magpies. 282 outsiders, the Swans. Minus 15.5 is the line. Over under 171.5. Uh, yeah, uh, the Swans. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done talking. I'm just. I told you, I'm done. Now, when you're done with your bet slip, it's kind of a little bit over. But we do have to give these four teams our our time and now a little talk about them as well. Now, Kruger's been injured from Collingwood, and all we hear from Collingwood fans is they're missing six, seven, eight players, and they are missing players. And then when they get them back, you know, they're they're a premiership chance. They're they're going to finish top four most likely and they've shown that they can win the close games last year and now they continue to show that they can win when being down at three-quarter time. They wouldn't want to make that a habit in the second half of the year though. They want to um, seal the game before then. Corey Warner might come back in, but Robbie Fox is there on that ins list for Sydney and Sydney have been really struggling. Bet's done then. MCG, they played against Melbourne last time, another premiership contender, got done by 50 points. They just were nowhere to be seen. They came down to Geelong a couple of weeks ago, got done by 90-odd, and I just don't see Collingwood losing this one unless um, Collingwood are leading at three-quarter time. Then maybe maybe it goes the reverse. But now nah, Collingwood should win this uh, quite easily, but uh, no value in it for me at the moment. Uh, we'll see what happens on, on Sunday when, or Friday night when the teams come out uh, for certain. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of value in this one, Pez. Probably the only bit of value that I, I would be leaning towards is the Collingwood probably 1-39. to 39. They don't blow out the Swans, I don't think. Um, you know, Collingwood will be in an unusual position. I think going into the fourth quarter, they'll probably be leading. So they won't really know what to do. They, they you know, they won't have the, the Collingwood army behind them cheering them on the comeback. They're already looking for the week after. So I reckon the 1-39 to is where you go with that one, Pez. But... Sydney, it's unfortunate. They came off that uh, grand final um, defeat and they've just been hit with injuries. And it's disappointing because I think I think, they're, I think their coach is in a bit of trouble, Pez, because if they don't start responding and start you know backing it up, they're, they're a chance to miss the eight. And I don't think they will. But uh, a couple of the – they're in a really tough spot at the moment with uh, you know travelling away from home, some injuries, and they're coming up some top eight sides. A really difficult spot for Sydney supporters and their coach potentially. Well, yeah, he's been there for a very long time. And he's been there before he started coaching because he was an assistant to Paul Roos. So um, they're sitting on three wins after seven weeks. So they kind of need this win, but they're playing against top of the ladder Collingwood. So it's most likely not going to happen. So they need to uh, pull their socks up because you've got teams in the eight there that most of them look like they're going to stay. So who who's going to come out? You've got Essendon Bulldogs uh, and Sydney, the yes, contenders yes, to yes, try and... Essendon come out. They're, they're not in the eight yet. Oh, well, they're ninth. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> are out, but more teams need to come out as well. So, um, you've got Carlton and Adelaide who are probably sitting on the outskirts and maybe St Kilda 
um, at third as well, who are a possibility to drop out as well. Yeah, interesting. Speaking of St Kilda pairs, we get on to North Melbourne taking on St Kilda. Six dollar five outsiders are North Melbourne. St Kilda a dollar thirteen favourites over. Sorry, over under uh, one sixty four and a half is the total game points. Minus thirty seven and a half is the line. Yeah, Charlie Comden goes out with an injury. Yeah. Uh, did, you have a, did you have a look at it? No. Oh yeah, yeah. The Jeez, leg break. Jesus Christ! That, that was, I was watching. Um, I thought you were just going to be. Like, oh nah, yeah, yeah, nah. no. I, I was watching. Sorry, I thought you were talking about something different. Then I, I was watching that uh, with the the game on mute in the background. I was having a couple of drinks, and uh, we all went around the TV. There was four other people there, non football fans. You saw it? Wow! Did you see it live? Did you? Because they didn't show replay. No, so I saw I saw it happen, and then I went back and we all non KO replayed it back. Yep, yep. Jesus Christ! It didn't look good. It's it's bad, isn't it? What it do you really what do you think was. about that with the commentators um, protecting the the fans or the viewers from the, the we actually we there? actually spoke about it um, around that we were as I said we we're having a couple of drinks we actually spoke about it how great it is that the AFL has really taken a strong stance about it and despite the media pushback a couple of years ago of and I remember actually what happened it was there was a concussion injury from a, t- a team a Melbourne team playing over in West Coast I think it was actually a North Melbourne bloke to, to I could be wrong. Uh, and he, he got hit so hard and they kept showing it over and over and over again. And his family and, and stuff. And his family actually went to the AFL and go, hey, this is not on. Like, we couldn't get in contact with anyone. We couldn't do this. This caused so much, so much, you know. Grief. Uh, grief. And they went to the, the media outlets and actually got it changed. So I actually, condemn, I actually commend the, uh, the AFL for, for putting up that stance. And I actually don't mind it. So this is another one that's up in the air. I actually don't um, mind. I actually don't mind them not, especially showing it. on Twitter, because they're like, you should, you should see us. But if you are going to watch it, you and you've got Twitter, it's it's going to come up and yeah. pop up in a video anyway, and you're yeah. going to be able to see it. That's not fair on the families. The only thing is, you've got the commentators going, "Oh, that's just a, a gruesome incident. You, you you can't go." They they continue to go on about it because they have to talk about something because they're waiting for a stretcher and stuff. So it's a really hard thing to commentate when you're not able to show the vision. Yeah, it is, Pez. But in this day and age, Pez, you and I have an argument and within five seconds I can jump on Twitter and prove you're right and prove you're right and prove you're wrong. Like you can go on there and just the basic internet and get that information. It's not great to hear. To me it's really simple. Don't show the injuries over and over again. Show the streakers. That's, it makes it easy. Show yeah, the well, streak. they don't show the streakers either. They don't they? Show, show the streakers. You want to see Sorry about that? Protect the families. Sports protect wants the to game. see the um, the fellows out free there. Willy, the, free Willy. Free Willy. Want to see the helicopter? Free Willy. But um, you can tell that we care about this game. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, we've done really well there, Pez. Great job. Best St Kilda. Luke Davis Uni. Hey, that one. Uh, that one. Make TikTok. That one. <laughs> he needs to have a he needs to have a good uh, good game when he comes back in here. Um, they've got a lot of players on there. On their ins there, North Melbourne and um, St Kilda a couple as well. So St Kilda need to bounce back uh, after a disappointing loss last week against an away side, uh, losing at Marvel, which they don't often or they haven't often done uh, in the past either. So uh, really good opportunity and a good opportunity if they're serious about finals to get a little bit of a percentage boost. So we'll see what Ross is really about if they actually want to, you know, put um, Clarko's bruise to the sword and get a 40 plus point win here. Do you think they'll do it? Do you think they'll get they'll get a forty plus? I am a, a long, you know, long running, lifelong St Kilda fan. So when I saw the North Melbourne line at plus thirty seven and a half, I didn't mind it. I'm not going to bet it, but um, you just you just don't know. I really like the, the the North Melbourne line. I'm not I'm not doing it with the teams. Last week they had I think it was the fifth most oldest team uh, out playing there, and they got beaten by eighty something points. So hopefully they put <laughs> some youth through it. And I know they've been struck with injuries, but I actually didn't mind the line if I was going anywhere. At the moment, and the list goes the way I think it, it may, and they get a couple of bit of ins in. 
I would probably do the alternate line, plus 32.5. North Melbourne, $2.10. Try to get that $2 odds. Maybe, maybe that's where I throw a bonus bet later on. Hopefully oh. I don't have any bonus bets because I'm going to win all my bets. Well, if you're That's probably that, where I would go, though. If you're going to say that, if I was going to go anywhere, I'd be going to bed. <laughs> you're not going on the game? Lifelong St Kilda supporter is what he started that conversation with. And he said the game's going to be so interesting he's going to bed. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, they won't be replaying that one on uh, over and over again, Pez. No, no. Well, let's get on to uh, the last part, Pez. You know, we get into some of our cheekies, some of our multis. You've already spoiled the multi for everyone here on the, on the podcast. Um, yep. I did put my uh, blue bet bonus bet down, Pez. Two league same game multi, just Port and Fremantle, $2.06. I've got my uh, two unit bonus on oh, that I one. I should have done that. <laughs> I couldn't. It's a bonus bet. So I, I don't even know how to split it on blue bet. And, and that's the thing as well. When you've got a bonus bet, it depends on your strategy with it, and I could speak about this for 15 minutes. We're not going to, because so I want to go to bed. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that, but you you might go um, lots of legs and try and hit something really good, or you might just go, you know, two bucks and, and go from there. But um, if we go cheeky. Uh, cheeky. Sure. Cosy Pickett. Cosy Pickett. First goal, 10 bucks. Are you putting it down? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cheeky of you, Pez. I'd recommend not to bet on the first goal scorer ever. But, um, What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> you just wasted things. <laughs> Here's my bet. Boom. You like it? Nope. You're going to put it down now? Nope. <laughs> Why'd you bother talking? What an Why, you just put this? you just put this little bubble head there? You're a vlog. I just noticed I just noticed I couldn't see him from there. But um, yeah, I just noticed that I couldn't see him. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's late. It's late. Let's Go get to, to bed. bed. Let's get to bed on Pez. Peace out. Make sure you check us out on all social media platforms, all good podcast providers, Spotify, uh, Apple Music. Uh, make sure you jump on anywhere. Hey, leave if, us a review. If anyone's still listening now, they're, they're actually like loyal listeners. Commitment. Commitment. Um, we love the. If you are listening on some weird website, which <laughs> is like Libsyn or something, and you keep losing track of where you're up to. Download Spotify or <laughs> Apple Podcasts. We're on all all the Spotify or the best Spotify apps, as Source just said. So you you download that, you can listen. So you're you're as telling me on my mobile phone, no, like I can I can download as soon as you pause it in Spotify or Apple, you can walk away for a week. <laughs> you come back, you're up to the exact same spot. So um, I'd recommend that Source. That's just some great advice. That's uh, technology 101, isn't it? Just download apps that help you do things better and not have to live off a, a website. But anyway, make sure if, if you are, once you do download pod, uh, you know, Apple Podcast or Spotify, five-star review, Pez. Make sure you, you leave a comment. Uh, Pez is packed up. He's ready for bed. I'm still Source. We'll catch up next time.